Hey everybody, it's uh, it's Matt, and we're back for I think we're on Anything's Possible number five. Five. Is that, is that right? Five. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And we are joined today by a special special guest, <laughs> Justin, um, a friend I know from high school back in the day. Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey everybody, uh, I just uh, you know want to thank you guys for you know, having me on the show. Uh, I've been listening for a few weeks now, you know, and uh, I've been going back and forth with you, Matt, for about a month or two, just trying to get get on here. And uh, I'm, I'm really excited to talk games, talk, uh, you know, topics, whatever, pop culture. And um, I'm just excited to be here. So hopefully we can uh, just play around, see what's, see what's up with you guys and <laughs> see what's going on in the industry just overall. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. Hell yeah, man. High energy. I Will love it. We, um... <laughs> uh what are we all playing video games wise speaking of video games dude i am um well still still a lot of tft as as we all know um and i've been digging into hades lately it's my first uh roguelike game and it is phenomenal hades is crazy 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 good i i mean it was really hyped up for me before i got it um by by a close friend of mine and it, it exceeded all expectations for real um great roguelike uh, and supposedly could be game of the year. They're saying, yeah. Um, not sure whose game of the year that is, but you know, game of the year. We just say game of the year, and it's just uh, it's everybody's, right? But um, Hades has been uh, just incredible. Um, for those of you that don't know what it is, it's a uh, you know a game that's uh, procedurally generated uh, to a certain degree, where you fight your way out of the underworld as the son of Hades. Um, but what's really interesting about it as a roguelike game is that it is a serial roguelike uh, storyline. So the reset actually plays into the story. So you fight as far as you can go within a procedurally generated combat environment, reset, but it stays online with the story, which I think is super unique for a roguelike game. Yeah, and it's sick because the way they like they integrate the story and stuff too is it just... It just feels so organic, I guess, the way, like, after each death and each new run, you get a little bit more of the story and things like that. So, yeah, I'm digging it. Are you playing it all, Justin? You know, um, that that game's actually been on my radar for some time now. I haven't uh, had as much, you know, gaming gaming time as I would like uh, recently, but uh, my my friends got it. They've they've all been talking about it. And, you know, for, for me personally, when I was a lot younger, I really enjoyed a lot of that Greek mythology and reading about all those people like Zeus, Odysseus, and, you know, mm-hmm. all, all the, you know, I, I don't know, just the characters and the, the background of it. I, I love Icarus and Daedalus, um, that whole story and morals behind it. Um, so I think Hades, you know, the game itself really lends a lot of those like Greek mythology. You can kind of see in person with it you'll, you'll have a good time with hades yeah yeah and it's, it's, it's pretty cheap i think it was actually on steam sale or something for like 15 or 20 dollars recently so <laughs> yeah, yeah i might pick it up it. for the holidays <laughs> yeah yeah pick yeah. it up i got mine on switch um which okay. no regrets getting it on yeah. switch player run before bed in bed um mm-hmm. take it on the road it's pretty sick yeah. Uh, yeah. So. actually it, like, it, it'll definitely look prettier and i actually get some graphic comparisons like it definitely looks prettier on the uh on the PC, but I feel like it's just a game that's built for the Switch. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it, but like it just feels like a game that's meant to be like played one-offs there, here, and like mm-hmm. portable, like very casually. 
Because like whenever I'm playing PC, I always feel like I need to be playing like a multiplayer game or something that's like like not like you as... have to dedicate a time to yeah play. like yeah. a few hours in there. The... But like the beauty yeah. of Hades is like putting in thirty minutes to get a quick run in or something yeah. like, stuff like that. I I got I. I... You hit you hit the nail on the head right there, Justin. How do you, how do you feel about like just PC gaming in general? Because lately, I haven't been feeling too good about it. So, oh man, you put up a point there. You know, I'm I'm a PC gamer. You know, and I've I you know I'm still running like a 970 right now, which is insane. I, I've been due up for an upgrade, but um, I've I've played a little bit here and there, um, but nothing recently has really caught my eye you know we had um you know among us which wasn't really a pc game that came yeah. out we had um i think probably the most recent game that i spent a lot of time in was um animal crossing and that was in you know march yeah um but even then like it there's nothing that's been on pc that's been like really eye-opening um fall guys was kind of um fun play you know i, I put about you know 40 50 hours in that and um but there haven't been a huge library of you know even something that's on top of twitch aside from like fortnite or you know maybe a new shooter or you know things like that so yeah. i'm pretty i don't want to say disappointed but it's been lackluster yeah do you do you do a lot of like couch console gaming or do you own a switch to be able to like play in bed or on like in other places and stuff like that yeah yeah i i have a switch um right next to me actually and um funny funny you should bring up you know just couch consoles and games like that um whenever i try to play games i'm kind of like oh well if i'm gonna dive into a game it's gonna be 30 40 minutes like minimum so do i even want to jump into this like <laughs> game you know start it up so it's it's becoming more and more of my time schedule you know and um as as of recently i've been playing um legend of zelda breath of the wilds which is nice. kind of crazy oh. because uh kind of a hot take is i hate the game like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. i i so here's the thing uh when the game came out what, like two or three years ago my brother got a switch and then i just took his switch and i've been playing it like whenever i can um and when i got he he had zelda but i've always watch speed runs and things of people playing it and i'm like this is so boring to watch it's so boring and i just don't know how anybody can get into it and then i played it and i played for probably like two or three hours and i'm like dude this game is very <laughs> yeah, let's be honest, All right. be honest. It, give it to him it, it stop recording <laughs> <laughs> it, the game is i want to say like overhyped but people saying like it's a 10 out of 10 i'm like okay it's probably like it's a good game like it's definitely very well thought out you know i'd say a, a strong eight but as i've kind of been playing it over the last i don't know uh month or so i've really thought this game is a 60 dollars game and the attention to detail and small things that they've had are well beyond 60 dollars. so i'll give them that but i just don't find any like uh you don't like collecting 900 Korok seeds <laughs> over the course of 300 hours? That's not Dude, fun I, I, I'm, I'm, I can't even kill one of those like how? little guardian things that <laughs> like shoot a laser at you. They just instant wipe me. How have you been playing it so far? Have you just been trying to focus on going to like next next quest point to next quest point? Or is um, it more just explore, exploration right now? Um, I'd say a little bit of both. Um, I, I don't want to say like I don't want to rag on it too much because, you know, I, I just beat the first, the elephant dude. 
Um, yeah, the first divine beast. Yeah. And I'm like in Goron Mountain. I know I haven't even like done the game yet. You know, I'm barely yeah. out of the intro zone. But it's just like a lot of kind of running back and forth. And I, I do enjoy the, the landscapes and, you know, running around. But I sometimes feel, even though it's really wide open, I kind of feel like the durability on my weapons are like, a restriction for me dude or, that was yeah. one of my biggest gripes no, with the no. game honestly i i, I love Steals. the dirt i love the durability system it's not an issue once you get the mass master story to build. Okay. spoiler yeah so, i mean like I, i've heard uh, <laughs> 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 we're past that point <laughs> no no that's um, it's funny justin I'd, I'd love to hear your opinion once you're you're fully finished with the game yeah. um maybe have you on another anything's yeah. possible but yeah i mean for those of you that are listening uh that haven't listened to it yet check out our breath of the wild episode uh came out last month um where we had a hot take just like yours i mean <laughs> uh i think what's interesting is i think when the game came out it was impossible not to give into the hype and not give it like a perfect score. But with the launch title, yeah, Switch launch title, everybody was playing on the first time on the Switch. I think most people were playing that game on the Switch. Um, And, you know, it's interesting, like three, four years later, it came out in 2017. So it's almost been four years since it came out. Uh, And yeah, I mean, I, I hear your opinion more and more so, both the opinion of you and Matt, where it's just not you know not having been in the hype zone for the game you feel that way about it which i totally understand rose tinted glasses i think you know it's it's not always gonna be the perfect game but it, I'm, I'm saying like it's a good game like overall yeah. but i mean like sometimes I'd, i feel I'd a little be, bit overwhelmed i'd be curious how you feel about it once you put like maybe 10 more hours into it because yeah the more i played, like i was kind of like you at the beginning but honestly the more i played it the more i liked it and I kind of go into this into the episode too, but like I think what makes that game so good is being able to, like just the little things you pick up on the along mm-hmm. the way when you're exploring, where you the little things you find or notice when you're going from place to place, or the little NPCs you meet and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's the potential of the game that makes it such a good game, rather than like the storyline and like the main quest itself. I think. Yeah. So, just definitely something is- to consider, and that's like a bigger. That's like a bigger picture like, yeah. conversation to have, honestly. But yeah. yeah, Justin, what is uh, what would you consider to be one of your favorite games of all time? Just so we know where your taste lies. Oh man, um, so I'd say my favorite like series overall is uh, the Fire Emblem series. Like, Ooh, if, love it. Uh, Fire Emblem on the Game Boy Advance, both both of them. The first one and the oh, technically the second one, but the first uh, Fire Emblem, I think. Uh, Blazing Sword and Sacred Stones are like my favorite games of all time. Um, I probably have like six or seven hundred hours in each of those games. I played <laughs> through like twenty times on each play on each story. Um, I'm really huge, huge fan of Fire Emblem. Uh, any game that comes out that is a, like a real time strategy or turn based strategy for that, I will buy. Um, but I'd say like shooter wise, man, um, or just normal. Um, yeah. <laughs> not non-fire emblem yeah games. like non-fire emblem games i'm a huge fan of uh the deus ex franchise oh um, nice. okay yeah. i find that a little bit more fun i think just the atmosphere and the combination with like it's a, it's a puzzle game with like a stealth game and shooter it kind of really me- meshes well with everything that i 
enjoy. So nice. um, I, I don't know if you guys ever played um, Deus Ex or are no, familiar with ha- it. I haven't actually. Uh, that's one that's been on my mm-hmm. just like mental backlog for a while though. Yeah. Actually might be a good one to do for the podcast. In yeah. The future, it, and I think possible. it's on the list. I think it's on our podcast <laughs> oh, is it? uh, gaming list. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard, I've heard great things about, about those games. And <clears> of course, Fire Emblem is just such a, such a beloved series too. Yeah. Um, I, I can't, Justin, I mean, did it create uh, like that, that style of uh, turn-based game with uh, like kind of tactical um, um and everything or was that kind of around at any point before that when it the first fire emblem came out yeah, yeah. so uh i think so the original fire emblem came out on like you know snes like the i thought it was the nes the original nintendo right and then yeah um, it's like super it, far back like 30 years ago right and then they just released that version onto uh the switch really, i think or, yeah or i actually didn't know about that until like last month that they're releasing or have released the really really old game so i'll probably pick those up and but they're really you know not the best yeah i'd <laughs> be curious to see material. how they hold up yeah i'd be yeah, curious see how to they see. hold up um <laughs> but i think fire emblem was like the thing that really culturalized it i know roy from smash bros like mm-hmm. when he was made his debut fire emblem wasn't even released in america so oh, really? um, yeah. yeah so that was like a huge turning point for them and then from that they um popularized you know, they are they, I guess they put uh, them on the Game Boy Advance and they ported it to the Game Boy Advance in America. And then Sacred Stones came out, and then all these characters kind of started getting pick, picked up, you know, um, in Smash. Ike, you know, Ike was the big, I think he was like the yeah. first major kind yeah. of non Japanese speaking Fire Emblem character that came out. What what was that one? Was that, um, that was Path of, Path Radiance. of Radiance. Path, yeah, Path of I Radiance. actually, here, here's the funny thing the Path of Radiance, I actually have a physical copy of it in my, uh, I think my closet GameCube nice. version. GameCube. <laughs> oh, nice! Those things go for like, uh, I don't know, two hundred dollars a pop. Oh, really? Like physical copy. So I'm holding that. It's a long-term investment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a cool little thing to just have, and sometimes I'll just pop into my GameCube and play that for nice. You know, time. Yeah, I, I remember renting uh, that game from Blockbuster mm-hmm. when I was when I was really young, and I remember always always really liking it. And then seeing Ike and Smash, I was like, oh, sh- yeah, sh- it's that guy it's not it's not marth but it's the other guy yeah and and <laughs> as we've kind of like grown you know with with the characters they i i know a lot of them get added to smash and even now like six there's like six six or characters. seven i'm like okay maybe we can tone it down a little <laughs> bit on the sword users but um it's always cool to see the new unique characters that they get because um every character in that story has like their own personality and i think that's kind of where it um it flows through the characters of you know who who do you want to level up or who do you want to right. like associate with on your team and i think that goes a long way for you know anybody right on um, yeah. i'm gonna do it now justin you I, we were chatting a little bit earlier today mm-hmm. and you mentioned <clears throat> wow wow excuse me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you uh you mentioned you have a not just a hot take <laughs> a dare i say critical take critical on Cyberpunk 2077, oh, and okay. I'm really curious to hear it because I've been pretty stoked for this game as of late. Okay, and um, we've talked about it a little bit on this podcast too, namely being critical. I think of uh, just CD Projekt Red with like their constant mm-hmm. delays and yeah, things like them that. overworking their employees is what we even yeah. said. They oh yeah, um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want the world to forget that that's that's a thing. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, yeah, man, what do you got? I'll, I'll hop in. Let me just ask you, I, I guess, Lucas, uh, just a quick question. I mean, like, how excited or, like, how much do you think 
cyberpunk will will be do you think it's going to be like a, a generational like game kind of like gta or it's going to be just like a very you know come and go kind of like a watchdogs i, I didn't oh you know honestly i'm probably leaning more towards a watchdogs okay uh, really type of thing yeah i think what makes gta gta is the fact that it's been like cross-generational cross-generational but it's had so much dlc and so much content added it's basically gta 6 and gta 7 while being gta 5 is the thing um and it has just so much longevity for that reason Uh, unless cyberpunk 77 does the same thing i don't i don't see it really having as much longevity um but to be honest i mean i i've tried to play the witcher probably Mm -hmm. on two or three separate occasions over the last several years and i've never been able to get into it yeah um I'm not. I'm not quite sure what it is. Um, it's it's cool. I like the world. I like so much of it. Um, it made, but but I feel like it's a little generic for me, um, and a little. Yeah. I don't know. Not it doesn't have that much spirit uh, in my yeah. head. But but uh, it, so so I'm not sure what to expect with Cyberpunk '77. I know there's just so much, so much behind it um, outside of the game itself. Uh, Keanu uh, Run the Jewels just made a song for fucking cyberpunk uh so there's so much of what i like within the realm of the game but not necessarily the game itself um so i'm not quite sure where it's gonna land more leaning towards that watchdogs uh type Uh, of style Uh, to answer your question i see what you're saying yeah um i I do just kind of want to like pose this because you know i've been thinking a lot about cyberpunk and every single time i log on twitter it's every single streamer is like excited for cyberpunk every single you know, um, gaming outlets, like we're ready for the cyberpunk. We're doing, you know, Twitch shows, we're doing whatever. And I just think about like a few years ago when we had, um, no man's sky. If you remember that it was like the free roaming, you know, space exploration. Yeah. You know, I was kind so of... ready for that game. <laughs> Do you think this, this is going to be a no man's sky? It's not going to, well, well let, let, let me, let me, let, let him go. Let him go. Let me clarify. Right, I'll let you, finish, I'll let you, finish. you know, we have all this buildup. Every single person's like, yeah, we have, you know, interviews. We have Keanu. We have, you know, Xbox. We got PS4. We got everybody, or Sony. Everybody's talking about this game that's going to be coming out. And then we have every single time, you know, it gets closer, like, we're going to delay it. And there's threads on Reddit, you know, everybody's going crazy and working 80 hours or whatever it might be. And it's going to be released, what, next, I don't know, Thursday, Friday, December 10th, the 10th, yeah, 10th of December. And I think to myself, like, is this game even ready? Like, if they're delaying it, they're still overworking these people all the way. The first day, there's going to be so many bugs. There's going to be so many, well, I don't want to say so many bugs, but people are going to find bugs. People are going to find issues with this game. And IGN and all the other, you know, big name um, companies are going to give it, you know, a nine out of 10, a 10 out of 10 and say, this is the next best thing. But I'm afraid that this hype is really, really, you know, over the top. And we're just going to get another No Man's Sky or another uh, Watchdogs where they hype everything up. And then the in-game looks, I don't want to say nothing like the trailers, but at least a watered down version. And I think that's going to dampen a lot of people's expectations when they get this game. And people are going to say, wow, you know, this was something we believed in and we really liked. And, you know, we thank the engineers for making it, but it's not what we expected. And so, so, okay. What do you guys think? Okay. Okay. So to summarize. Yeah. uh, The idea is that Cyberpunk 77 is so overhyped because of all these external factors outside of the quality of the game itself. 
um, and all of this PR that it and, and it's gotten delayed so many times and we're overworking the employees to the all the way to the last second that the game yeah. is bound to have bugs that are going to make the experience bad enough to where the game is going to be actually not that great. Kind of like how, well, what did that, that, that happened with, um, I guess that happened with No Man's Sky, but there's been yeah. notable examples of that too. Yeah. Um, you know what? I like this take. I'm going to roll, I'm going to roll with it too. I, yeah. I'm with it. I'm officially on board with this take. I'm, I'm hoping, and I mean, I'm not to, you know, badger them, but like, I'm hoping it's a good game and I'm hoping that in time, this game becomes a legendary game. It could become, you know, Witcher 3 where people just go back and play it. Or it can become, who knows, maybe it could be a GTA 5 with multiplayer. And this could be the new thing that, um, you know, they kind of roll with this over the next few years. If it, I, I don't know if it's um, multiplayer, but, you know, I'm sure they yeah. can do something like that. Um, what, do you, what do you think, Matt? Anything, uh, any words on that? Uh, I mean... I don't know. I feel like comparing it to No Man's Sky is a little unfair, um, truthfully. Because, like, No Man's Sky was developed by Hello Games, and I just looked this up right now. I know, I know it's on top of my head, but the only games they had made up until they released No Man's Sky was, like, these random, basically, like, mobile games called Joe Danger. Um, so, like, not nearly anything on the scale of The Witcher. And I feel like The Witcher or excuse me, CD Projekt Red, they've already proven that they can make a great game given the right amount of time. Um, because The Witcher wasn't received, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but to my knowledge, it wasn't received like No Man's Sky where it was had nothing to do no. pretty quickly. Like, it was a, it's a massive game. That was the appeal. Yeah. It was so much to do. So I don't, I'm not too worried about it because at least from what I've heard and like the public reasons about the delays have been mainly just because they're, it's spanning across so many different platforms i think is a big issue something they're struggling with making sure it's like optimized in each platform because what i understand is like the game has been done for a decent amount of time it's just cleaning up like polishing and things like that and you're you're probably right i i would be shocked if there weren't some like really annoying like extra glitches or extra whatever. glitches yeah. and things like that and like bugs in the beginning of the game but i'm not too worried about it i mean it, it could fall failing. but like i don't think it would fall the same narrative follow the same narrative or fall for the same reasons as something like no man's sky but yeah. i mean this happens with everything that's overhyped right like mm. um so definitely has huge shoes to fill especially with just how much it's been delayed that only builds on the anticipation because it's been delayed like i think five times over now um but i'm uh i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna take the bull the bull stance on this oh <laughs> 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 um yeah, I just I, I have trouble seeing it fail. And then I was listening to, well, I was watching IGN's YouTube a bit, and uh, one of their main reporters, Tom Marks, he played like the first sixteen hours, and he said he thought it was like phen uh, phenomenal. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he basically it was very positive reception, like extremely positive. Okay. Um, so I'm not too worried personally. Um, I mean, I'm definitely going to be playing it in that first week, so we can report back here. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious too because I think a lot of people are gonna be expecting it to be like this fast-paced, like super intense thing as well, because um, it's like oh, cyberpunk, like just that name kind of incites such like a. It I feels think like an a expectation. It, it sounds like Blade it, Runner it sounds like Blade, you know? it sounds like yeah. Blade Runner. You know, it sounds like it's gonna be so. Such a cool and thing. according at least to what Tom Marks was saying, he's it's actually kind of like slower than you one might think. Like it is, it's really truly is like RPG RPG game with action elements. It's not action RPG. So 
I'm curious to see how that'll play out and also play out as you get deeper into the game because it sounds like it starts off a little slow, but I don't know. I'm it's stoked probably, for it. It's just developing atmosphere and making you know people immersed early on, so I'm not too worried. Yeah, I mean, he's been like the first 16 hours, which is a good chunk of time. Um, but I mean, honestly, if that's like what the, that is the main goal in the first 16 hours of that game, I'm pretty stoked for it because uh, I think that's going to be, it's going to be a pretty interesting world to uh, to dive into and yeah yeah time will tell on this one i hope it doesn't flop because i'd be very sad and very sad for all those people <laughs> I, that work so hard on it It won't flop it won't flop um it, no. I, I don't think it'll flop i hope it meets really. expectations it, i guess yeah yeah i guess cr- critically we're hoping that it lives up to the expectation that's been built um but yeah i'm gonna go with the uh justin take on this one uh just because i think uh <laughs> it's gonna suck <laughs> we, will, we will be playing well, cyberpunk for the podcast too so we will give the most important score and rating to the game, you know, on yeah. things we're playing. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we, we rise above Metacritic IGN. We yeah. are the single <laughs> most important score. Yeah, they're, they're um, already referencing you guys. Yeah, we're on Wikipedia. Yeah. Articles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, um, like, all the new console stuff, though, and all the new games coming out, I was listening um, to Games, or no, Beyond, PlayStation Beyond earlier today, actually, and they were talking about how ridiculously marked up some of these consoles are getting and it's basically turning into like how people will buy and resell sneakers both consoles now instead and i agree 100 insane like some apparently some playstation excuse me, playstation fives are going for like thousand fifteen hundred dollars you know getting marked up 200 300 percent just ridiculous numbers that's insane um yeah, I paid like four thousand dollars for my. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know why it was so expensive. Yeah, that sucks, man. Ugh. Yeah, I paid five hundred dollars for mine and sold it to a guy for four thousand. So. Gosh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. Uh, like, I mean, to me as a gamer, it's like I don't really need it now. Uh, so yeah, I think part of yeah. it too is probably like everyone's. It's like pandemic. Everyone's bored supposed to be stuck inside Uh yeah it it kind of reminds me of uh the switch in uh early like march yeah dude the switch was like gold bars man (laughs) it It was a gold bar yeah dang yeah no it's crazy it's and i I don't even know how like it's bad and it's unethical but i don't know how upset i am by it because like they were getting really mad about it on beyond but it's just like isn't that how the how the is that, is that capitalism? Is that what we're like? yeah, I'm like, it's just capitalism. Supply and demand, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, if you're that into the new consoles and you really want to get a new game console, you know, you're prerogative. But I feel like if you're willing to spend 2000 or whatever on a Xbox Series S or X and then a PS5, at that point, you might as well just get like a nice gaming rig. Like yeah. PC. I, I was yeah. going to, I was thinking it, it, even now, like the ability to get just a high-end computer is relatively uh, cheap and accessible, I'd yeah, say. Like it's true. You can still play, you know, maybe not maxed out, you know, settings like a PS5 would for hypothetically cyber- cyberpunk, right? But you can still get pretty good settings, you know, high or medium, yeah, on like a 1080 or a 2080, and then just, you know, on your computer that you already use for daily use. I, I would think that the main takeaway from this is um i kind of think like with the christmas coming up a console release um i do want to kind of bring this up that we're going to have a lot of new gamers like just in general like that are younger i mean kids are going to have their first 
system, uh, PS5 or an Xbox yeah. Series S or X. I'm not sure which one it is. Um, but like, we're going to have a lot of a younger generation of new gamers as, you know, Twitch and Mixer and YouTube has become more popular for the younger kids for gaming. Um, I, I think that's, it's great to have all these people, you know, all these new kids ready and ready to discover this land of like a social environment that they didn't know that they had. Yeah. Um, always, always good to get a new generation of gamers kind of coming in to, to beat us at all the games. <laughs> <laughs> um, that that kind of poses my, my question is, um, do you guys remember your far first console or when you guys got it or first oh. game? Game um, Boy Advance. First game ooh. I played was Pokemon Crystal, which is ironically a Game Boy Color game on uh-huh. Game Boy Advance. Um, and I, I had like some, I don't remember what it was called, but some like Game Boy Advanced uh, Power Rangers game was my first one. Oh, okay. nice. Yeah. Nice. I, I had older brothers, so we kind of <laughs> had a bunch of consoles when I was young. So my first console I really played on was a Super Nintendo. First console I personally owned was a Nintendo Wii. Um, okay. we, had, we had GameCube 64, um, we had a PlayStation, PS1, PS2, um, but yeah, at one point we owned every single Nintendo console through Wii. Wow. Yeah, so we had uh, NES, SNES, 64, GameCube, and Wii. Uh, so I was always a Nintendo kid growing up. First game I ever beat was House of the Dead 2. You, didn't <laughs> have, you just had to shoot at a screen with a gun, so that was fun. <laughs> wow, I think those, they have those in uh, arcades, but... We on we had it on Dreamcast and uh, oh. <laughs> there was a there was a, a setting on the gun where you can just hold down the trigger and it would auto reload and automatically shoot. So so literally a five year old could beat it, which is what I was. So was <laughs> your mom comes in just yeah. What are you playing? Guns blazing, mom. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What about you, Justin? Uh, or yeah, um, I the first console I had was the Nintendo sixty four. And, um, you know, I, I remember playing tons of games, uh, GoldenEye, I remember um, Paper Mario, the original one. Nice. Um, Conker's Bad Fur Day was actually my uh, a staple in our household, apparently, because nice. uh, my older brother <laughs> liked it. Um, but as I kind of, like, became more, like, I don't want to say that was, that was my first console, but my first, like, actual console, I'd say, was um, the GameCube. You know, Luigi's Mansion, uh, Super Mario Sunshine, Double Dash, things like that. Like those games were a lot big, big part of my childhood, and um, kind of just grown from there. Uh, missed the whole Wii cycle, but I got Xbox 360 and um, Xbox One on the later end of both of those gaming cycles. So, um, yeah, I, I think those have really kind of shaped me into the person I was. You know, playing Xbox until two in the morning with my buddies <laughs> on Call of Duty Four and. Yep. Um, those are the good old days. Those are the good old days, uh, man. Honestly, for sure. Some of my best game memories is just like a full squad, Modern Warfare Two, just hanging. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. Just hanging out, Nazi zombies and shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Ugh. Dang. Classic. Classic. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's uh, that's all I got today, Justin. You have anything else you want to bring up? Oh man, um, I do kind of want to just shine a little bit on this topic here. Um, I we've recently had a lot of concerts and video games like we've had the travis scott concert in Fortnite. Yeah. Oh, wasn't there a little little nos, little nos yeah, yeah, yeah yesterday i think and i think Robots, there was right? another yeah and i think there was an one more in Fortnite yesterday and i'm not sure it was like some event but what do you guys think of having 
you know, these concerts and having these, I don't want to say ads, but in a sense, they are ads of, you know, people promoting music and to games or who knows what's next. You, you know, guys, I wouldn't, guys, I would not deny that cyberpunk doesn't have any ads, but what are your <laughs> you thoughts? Guys, you guys uh, know that meme, uh, the Simpsons meme where grandpa Simpson is like, it's a newspaper headline. Yelling at the sky. Old, old man yells at cloud. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> Where I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm, uh, uh, I don't, li- I don't like this. But at the same I th- time, I I'm get okay it. With it. I well, I'm okay with it. I guess is, I think it's I dope agree. right now. Like, I mean, you can't really safely go to a concert right now or see live music hmm. or anything like that. But, and to my knowledge, it's... they aren't just doing playback. It's actually like live. To my, I, I know some of them have been live. I could be wrong about like, but like re- recently recorded. Like not. Like it's ex- exclusive. It's not like the yeah, studio, version. but it's a grab. Yeah. It's a grab, though. It's like a cash grab. It's a promo. Yeah, but I mean, I'll take a free live performance, quote it's unquote a, live. It's, it's not a live. Perfor- it. It's not a free. It's not a live non-studio version. Um, I won't. I won't complain about free music in that regard. I guess. Um, I'm hoping it's not like a permanent thing, and I'm hoping it's not like a a. Um, Why can't the artist just host, to host something on YouTube or like? Roblox or... is probably paying him a shit ton. That's what, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Uh, is like if this artist was just trying to put out a free concert for people on a platform, they would just do some sort of cool studio session on YouTube. I see a lot of artists doing that during quarantine. Big fan of that. Uh, Instagram lives. But yeah, people if you can get paid that. to do it, why would... Lucas, are you telling me if someone came to us tomorrow and said, "Hey, yo, on your next episode, promote McDonald's, we'll give you a thousand bucks," you're telling me you'd say no? Just a thousand dollars. The new double <laughs> quarter pounder. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you get my point, but like, no, man, I don't. I don't blame them for using. That's what they're entertainers. That's their yeah. their their product is themselves, and um, I won't blame them or criticize them for utilizing their talents for their job to make money. <laughs> um, I hope it doesn't lead to like, you know, quarter pounder commercials and like advertisements directly in games I, who, who, yeah who that had was, that wasn't the, the travis scott the travis scott like meal wasn't that the thing yeah, yeah but that I, wasn't connected with this bunch <laughs> damn it that's going against my point here it's but good. that wasn't that wasn't connected in the fort his fortnite yeah. concert was it uh i don't think so but it, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. just like you know we start seeing these concerts then all of a sudden you know who knows like burger town in i don't know fortnite i've never played fortnite becomes burger king, like, burger town. king. Becomes, yeah. becomes mcdonald's or yeah. you know something like that <laughs> where, where we dropping boys walmart <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no and it's just those like little things kind of add up and then all of a sudden this game becomes less of a game and more of just kind of like a billboard yep. you know that's and, that's uh, that's a slippery slope, and I am afraid of it. Yeah, I, I think I, don't, I, I hope we don't see that. Out, but I'm okay with in-game concerts. I guess is my point. Yeah. But if we start seeing, yeah, Burger Town and renamed to Burger King, that'll be a little uh, post-apocalyptic. I think <laughs> <laughs> I would be very upset. I'd be very upset at that. Yeah, I but remember. Hey. I um, you guys know the anime Sword Art Abridged Online? Or excuse uh, me, just Sword Art Online, not yeah. abridged. Um, I don't watch it, but go on. I watched um, the uh, abridged version of it on YouTube. And, like a running gag is there's just like ads throughout the game. <laughs> is that true? It's like a gag they put in for the uh, abridged series. And, oh, okay. You're yeah. a big abridged series guy. Dude, I am. I love that that bad humor. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, well, yeah, everyone should that. check out Team Four Star Dragon Ball Abridged. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, I think that's a, a good place to call it. Um, yeah. Justin, where where can our 
now 40,000 fans actually find oh. you online. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I didn't shoot a promo or anything like that. You can find me on Fortnite, uh, Travis Scott concert. I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> um, you guys, um, you guys can find me on, I guess, Twitch. I'll promote it my Twitch. Sure. Uh, Frozen761, spelled with a P-H-R-O-Z-E-N-761. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't really stream much, but I've been trying to get a little bit more active on there and just hold myself accountable for it. Nice. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess you can just find me on Twitch. Sounds good. Awesome. Right on. And everyone, if you had so much fun listening to this podcast, you can find us on Twitter. Got that mixed up for a sec. <laughs> and uh, Instagram at TFP Podcast. That's TFP Podcasts with an S at the end. And if you have any questions, feel free to shoot us an email at thanksforplayingpod at gmail.com. And if you want to hang out with your best buddy, Matt, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, where am I on Twitter? Good idea, Matthew, and on twitch.tv slash Matt. And also, just want to say a quick shout out to the Reddit community. I joined you recently, and y'all have been digging the podcast, and um, I'm into that. <laughs> Thank you, Reddit. Yeah. Lucas, where can we find you? Uh, everybody, you can find me on uh, Twitch at Good Idea Lucas. You could also find me on Instagram under the same name, Good Idea Lucas, and Twitter under the same name as well. Um, as uh, as always, uh, I'd recommend emailing our email, which is thanks for playing pod at gmail dot com. Uh, yeah, we'd we'll we love your to, questions. Uh, to field maybe some get you on the pod. Yeah. You know, um, and. Yeah, uh, we have some really great upcoming content coming for December um, and then into January, turning into uh, Cyberpunk 2077, which has been a big topic of discussion here today. Going to be an interesting one. All right, everyone. And as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please feel free to uh, subscribe. Easiest way to show support and help us get exposure or follow on whatever uh, podcast platform you're using. And I think that is all we got. So, everyone... As always, this has been Thanks for Playing. And remember, anything's possible. Skip it up! <laughs>